We'd just like to give a big shout out to So Sweet. Um, they're going to be supporting our podcast and sent us some lovely treats. If you want some as well, all their details will be in our bio. And give them a follow on Instagram. Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Mental Health Podcast. Firstly, I'd like to introduce our new um, member, Hayley. Thank you for having me. And I'd like to introduce our guest today, Michael Woodgate. Hello. Uh, life coach. Also, you head up the... The Charitable Trust, Michael Barnards. Excellent. So, first things first then. Um, let's hear a little bit about yourself, um, sort of what brings you here and sort of a little bit about what you do. Okay. Um, my, my role, if you like, as a life coach... Uh, life coaches use what we call practical psychology and um, I qualified back in 1989 and um, working primarily with adults but um, later in life I, when I retired from social services I set up my own business which was a company called Soul Life Coaching and um, then I got to know about the uh, Michael Barnard Charitable Trust and uh, I was working in schools at the time working with sort of like ages 11 to uh, through to six forms six formers sorry and um, I was then requested by the charity to possibly work for them and to kind of like maybe focus all of my attention on, on schools. Okay. And that's where we kind of like where, where we sit now. And we've been doing this uh, since October 2018 with the Trust. Excellent. So what do you actually do? What do you actually do? Though? OK, so what happens is generally in schools with children that have uh, difficulties in schools, they have a referral to outside fraternities. And those current waiting lists uh, vary from about... 13 to 26 weeks and uh, these are kind of like people that are outside of the school uh, organizations and often those children uh, don't get seen anywhere near the time they need to get seen mm. where um, at the moment we are able to turn around referral in about 72 hours so where the referrals to like cans and, and mind and things like this and yellow door and things like this take quite extensive time and it's not because um, that they don't wish to respond. It's just they don't have the workers, mm. but the referrals outweigh the workers. But mm. currently, we are able to turn a referral around in about 72 mm, hours. Oh, we were talking uh, prior to the podcast, and as I'm a primary school teacher, I completely understand the need for this. Um, and like you said, the, the process of getting children the help is so slow. Absolutely. Would you say that the need for such support has, since you've been doing what you do, has in obviously your turnaround is quicker has increased have you seen a massive increase in the need for sort of well-being and mental support for children of that age group so the sort of secondary school age group there has always been a huge need for young people in schools mm -hmm. except that um it doesn't always get highlighted you don't always get to know about this mm -hmm. um but since working sort of focus within schools with with, with my counsellors uh, we have seen a massive increase in support and help because we have a very good success <coughs> record. So what we find now is happening is students are self-referring. They will oh, really? come That's to fantastic. us. And that age group is yeah. fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. They'll come to us and say, look, you help my friend Hayley yeah, or whatever yeah. it might be. And, uh, and they say, like, can you maybe kind of like oh, help out me because I have these difficulties or whatever it might be. So we then send them into the, 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 where they need to be in the school to get that referral sorted. Mm -hmm. And normally we, we are seeing that child normally within say three four days yeah. like you know well done you though for creating that environment because it's not easy for that age group to put themselves forward so they no. must feel comfortable they must feel so that's really really good so what would you say is the first the first step so obviously you're working with practitioners to help highlight and 
uh, notice these signs from mm. an earlier that's probably you know really yep. important but then what do you what's the next steps what do you do then so they come to you and they say right i'm really struggling with social anxiety or stress from exams okay or what what would you do then so after the sort of referral part so the okay. turnaround being 72 hours once um the referral has been made um um on that referral, there is like um, a section that's called SDQs, which is Strength Difficulties and uh, Strength Difficulties Questionnaire, and that is like a psychological snapshot of where that child is right now. It's broken into four areas, and it will highlight any kind of anxieties, any kind of like uh, academic weaknesses, whatever their problems might be. And there's a scoring system there, so that kind of puts them on like a generic scale, if you like, that helps us to know where that child sits and maybe uh, how we can sort of like tail our well, to kind prioritize. of... Yeah, 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 to prioritise, yeah. But yeah. also to like, to uh, for their um, therapy to be bespoke. Yes. So we're working, in, that someone might be a self-harmer or something, mm-hmm. or they, they might have just heightened anxiety through exams. So you would like tailor that according to what your referral, like, okay. you know, is, yeah. is, 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 yeah, is, is giving you kind of thing. Yeah, super. So is this something that's kind of <clears throat> anonymous to an extent with the child, or is it when they come to you, you have to highlighted to teach or do they come through the teachers to you right normally happens that when the referrals come to us via um the kind of like uh the safeguarding team within a school so the son's Um, kind of already aware of the situation absolutely the 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 child you know uh, that you know uh, met with a safeguarding officer Mm. will be told that we are going to like internally refer you because Mm -hmm. we have these guys within school Mm. and and then that questionnaire is joint filled out with that child so when it comes to us we've got like kind of like those um, points already marked out for us yeah. and then we will score that and then we can then tailor that i'll look to my uh, my um, my uh, counselors and see which one is best suited to work with that individual like Brilliant. you know so we try to match the practitioner with the child but um, it's just obviously having so is that with the with the safeguarding um does it go to the how, like, because obviously I'm just trying to work like with the parents as uh-huh. well. Okay. When, it, oh, when it gets to the safeguarding, yes. is that already a point where the, the parents are involved? Or okay. do the kids go, I don't want my mum and dad to Because that age is Right. Yeah. Um, obviously, because they're under 18, they're kind of. Yes. Okay. Um, on occasions, on occasions, the child might say that I don't want my parents to, to maybe know that I'm receiving support in school. However, the schools are kind of governed by law, if you like, to kind of uh, get a parent's kind of consent yeah. or at least say to that parent that, you know, that we are providing uh, in-house support for your, for your son or okay. daughter. Mm. It's kind of like it's law. Um, yeah. So, but we kind of like um, normally insist that we're not mentoring or counselling uh, without parents' permission. Mm. <clears throat> that makes sense. Um, I'd love to know some, obviously, client confidentiality, but I'd love to know some... Some success stories, if possible, or yeah. So, what has the child had to deal with? What strategies have you put in place, or they've built themselves to, to oh yeah, to not, yeah. There's there's so many because <laughs> there there are so That's many. A good that, boast. I'm not going to lie. Well, that which one? Good, we, there, 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 yeah, one okay. <clears throat> stands out. Well, yeah. stands out for you. Well, um, I think sometimes um, it's like being in the right place at the right time. I was in a particular school where uh, I was seeing uh, a year 11 student um, for the passing of, uh, of her brother. Her brother committed suicide. And um, she was de- dealing with it the best way she could, and her mm-hmm. parents were also trying to cope with this tragedy. And, um, and because of the, the, the tragedy, sort of like, you know, it was affecting her parents in, in a, a really difficult way. 
um, so much so that you know they maybe were drinking more than they should have been mm-hmm. doing, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And um, uh, I came back after an Easter break, and uh, I was confronted with this young lady, and I was um, also with a member of staff to say that because of the tragedy of the loss of their their son, that the father committed suicide that weekend. Oh, no. And when uh, less than 24 hours later, the mother also committed suicide. Oh, so that, that that girl was left with a self and a 14 year old daughter, a uh, sorry, daughter, so mother, a 14 year old sister, so she's year 11. Yeah, 15. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I sat before oh. this girl and I said, there's absolutely no training, not, that nothing I have mm. in which the. There's no come, textbook that put, runs you no. through that, does it? All I could do was see her through the remainder of school. But, but that was, and so then I was able then to kind of. Uh, escalate my support for that young lady um, and and meet her daily and and meet her at the end of school and and break time and stuff where if an outside counsellor was within school or a coach or whatever they would not be able to do that Mm -hmm. and that's what you know, the Michael Barnard Trust kind of like insist on is that that we will kind of put that support in where it's mm, needed. Mm. And that young girl was able to finish her exams. Well, you were her constant. That's all you were. There was nobody there for her. So it no. was you. Were, and that's what children no. need, that constant. No. Are you still in contact the, with her today? You know? No, I'm not in contact with her today, but the charity also <laughs> supported in getting... Um, um, uh, her sister in, into kind of foster care and stuff. Oh. There was lots of things that went on behind the scenes. So mm. there was money put in from the charity to other things as well. And uh, quickly, like you, that's the, instant. Yeah, exactly. It was instant. Yeah. It's like when when we had a sudden death syndrome at, at, at school, we were able to put uh, support in for the family and. Uh, really? Michael's charity paid for the, all the funeral costs because oh. the, the family had no means in which to pay for the passing of their daughter. And she was just 16. No, it was, it was sudden death. Yeah, she yeah. Yeah, um, just like was prescribed um, the birth pill and it caused an embolism about six weeks later. Oh, don't get me started. And she died in her mother's arms. <laughs> like, you know, so. so what are the kind of common things that people come to you for, for help? The most common thing around today is um, anxiety um, around school or maybe sort of like just life in general. But um, social media has a lot to do with this because we have a lot of students that come to us that have been heavily berated and bullied over social media. Oh, yeah. yeah, social um, media is all thing. You know, yeah. and, and it causes like so much problem. And what happens is that that child becomes kind of like isolated within from their, their friendship groups mm-hmm. and isolated probably within the school. Uh, so therefore they feel they're on the peripherals of that school and that causes them a, a lot of anxiety mm-hmm. and, and, and they lose identity Absolutely. and stuff. Like, well, you, know? yeah. you think with that social media is it's all the filters as well. Like, you I mean, the girls these days, they never really post a photo of themselves. It's mm. always filter and filter and filter and yes. that's not them and then they start looking at these filters and think that that's them and it's they look so at themselves beyond it. reality almost it's, yeah, yeah it's just crazy and I think they should be banned in my own opinion I think mm. it was, it's, it's hard because we're never gonna um, working at school we can never take away social media the internet so obviously as practitioners it's a wonderful and, tool it, yeah it can but be it's it? also a lethal weapon yes yeah. absolutely but mm. the only thing we can do is try and educate them about like you do like themselves and how to handle <coughs> what the reality mm-hmm. is and what how to deal with like you say because bullying you know when we were at school you would have maybe your class to deal with maybe yeah, your year it. now yeah. it's it yeah, fills the world, the world <laughs> doesn't it, it just... you get bullied on social media like you know, message after message mm. yeah. or, yes you know, this or that, or, so yeah. what sort of strategies <coughs> would you 
do with these young people if they come to you they say oh i've got no friends in real life and this is happening from like you know from social media what what would you do then you the strategies are feel like oh really there's so many in which that you would apply to someone's life um, because like I could apply strategies to your lives it's like you, yeah, it, it, yeah it's very much yeah but yeah. exactly um so um when they come to you like the perception is that their life is uh, like this kind of like tightly wound ball of, of, of knots basically that's how they see their life yeah. and they can't see any way as well isn't it, it? exactly yeah. so what we try to do is is through time is to unravel those knots but before you can do that, it's no good like just bringing all of your training to the fore and saying, well, this is what we're going to do. You have to make a connection with that student because that, if that connection yeah. is not there, yeah. then they, they're, they're not, they're not going to trust you. No. No. And, and often when they come to you, their arms are crossed, their legs are crossed because you were in a lanyard, which is school policy. That's what the is, isn't it? So, yes. Exactly. So, and often sometimes we will take those lanyards off. Like you know, yeah, totally. and we and we will sit with them in, in a, a maybe a less formal environment. Totally. Once you make that connection, one there's one when there's like a little bit of trust there. Yeah. Then you can start to talk through the, their kind Brilliant. of like problems, mm-hmm. and you kind of like um, target the things that are most paramount to them, and you kind of then look at, get them to look in an objective way to those, Brilliant. and and the more it may be edu- we've edu- educated sort of like uh, knowledge if you yeah. like of of, yeah. um, of how to uh, resolve these themselves. Like Brilliant. you know, it's kind of skilling people up. Absolutely. I love that, that you do that. You kind of just take the lanyard off, take the uniform off. Well, it disempowers us. Absolutely. Well, because obviously in their daily routine at school, they teachers have to set those boundaries. So they probably do feel like there's that, mm-hmm. you know, I can't say this to sir because, you know, oh, yes, so I think that's just wonderful. Yeah. And again, you wouldn't get that necessarily with external agencies because no. you might see a different person in yeah. 10 weeks time that exactly. you connect with so it's just it's yeah. six weeks to be honest it's, it's six so weeks that so then they have to yeah. read they mate and it's a, re, oh, uh, a re-referral they've got to start all over again exactly basically. yeah but um yeah. there was a, a year 10 boy that didn't want to talk to me and i just took my my jacket off to my lanyard off and I sat on the floor so he was elevated above Brilliant. me and i just yes. disempowered myself and I said, look, we need to talk like about this, otherwise we're not going to move forward. But then I think he could see that I was sincere yeah. and he was then happy to uh, yeah. maybe to share. And yeah. we had a good working relationship together. Like, you know. Brilliant. I mean, I know like um, a lot of people think that the kids don't have mental health issues. They think, I mean, some people think that, that mental health that doesn't exist. Thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But obviously I know that, you know, my son's become a lot worse after the lockdown and all yes. that stuff, getting oh, back yeah. into school. Yeah. He's very anxious. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I spoke to you about my son having a thought. You have, yes. And yeah. so, you know, so would you say that since we had the lockdown and all the COVID stuff, do you think it's, it's, it's made, you know, is it impacted more? Or is people more? You know, Most definitely. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. We're still uh, like um, dealing with echoes of, of COVID. Yeah. And, and those echoes are, are kind of like, would never have been if it wouldn't been for COVID because we are dealing with young people that would possibly have had no issues at all. Um, mm. But when they were like being schooled at home and they were like logging on at certain times and doing the online lessons, they got used to that kind of like isolation yes. and they were able to function yes. very kind of like, uh, well, a function a lot better. 
And when they come back into school, there was that anxiety of dealing with all the noise in between lessons. Exactly. There's something to that communication not being in person. Absolutely. We found that even from a primary school. It's just, and then you just, as you go younger, younger, obviously from the ones just coming in, the speech and language is an issue because they didn't have that interaction go Mm -hmm. up a little bit. They're not making, they, they can't play together because they've not had that practice. And then obviously going into secondary school, I'm sure, you know, peer issues are a thing coming into a classroom is quite overwhelming actually after having it such is. a recluse it way is. of learning I'm sure even the authority because you think work at like well, I work from home and you can, can do a lot of things that you can't do in an office like walk around in your shorts and t-shirt and mm. you can just go and make a cup of tea and I of think course kids we all know kids will push boundaries and they push because they want to know where those yes, boundaries are. Absolutely. Yes. So when you're sat at home and you can lay in bed and do your, <laughs> do, do your schooling and wake up five minutes before you're supposed to start yeah. your lesson mm-hmm. to then go back to school. It's a routine, yeah. isn't it? The yeah. routine goes and I think, up. yeah, there's got to be a potential that even the authority being absent, having to have then realign with authority mm-hmm. it's got Absolute to pay a massive factor because the parents obviously struggled during <coughs> lockdown so now absolutely we want to transition that family unit structure mm. then go to school that's a complete yeah we're still we're still definitely recovering aren't we from oh yes COVID and you could, there's like physical evidence of that in the classes today you will see the the academic students the ones that want to do well that want to kind of like absorb the information and get their gcse's and if you've got like a disruptive class you will see them like put their pens down and they're like this because because they, they can't cope the noise around them and they want to be back. They've actually, they've yes. actually benefited from that, not having yes. absolutely. Yes. Yes. So yes. that they feel they, they no longer can work. And I, I have students come to me and say, look, can you do something about the class? Look, no, I can't learn. It's yeah. noisy. Like, yeah. you know, because it only you know, takes not... one, two disruptors and of course it's chaos. And that's where a teacher's focus goes. Like, you absolutely. know, absolutely, yeah. 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 So yeah. You, there's actually evidence of that right you now today of those yeah. students that have been affected because they were taught in a different way during lockdown and now they're back in the kind of the public domain of mm. school mm. and you can see them physically struggling you know, to, yeah. to deal with so that. Do you see that in schools with like kids that um suicidal and stuff like that? Is that a thing in schools? or Right. Um, yes, we, we get um, often uh, some of the referrals will say, uh, this child has said, I want to end it all or whatever. Yeah. Like, you know, um, and... I and along with my counsellors have dealt with individuals that have voiced that. What ages? And, oh my goodness! Um, Even the young ones. In yes, the sort of yes, seven? yeah. Well, for some reason, the younger ones seem to use that as almost like a throwaway statement. Yes. Like you know, when yes. thing when things get really That's bad, how they, they feel that at yeah. the time. Do you think it's yeah. a throwaway statement because they just want to be heard? As right. in just just, just attention or yeah. a yes? Because there's a there's, there's a difference between. Just attention, just look yes. at me, and I, I want to take my life because it's that last cry for help before I actually go. That's and correct. It. Yes, it, it's about because if you like, they have limited tools within their bags in which to communicate without. Exactly. So then they will use the term, you know, oh, I might as well just kill myself, kind of thing. Yeah. So therefore, that that immediately gets the attention of a member of staff. <clears> Unfortunately, <throat> it has to uh, as well. It yes, has to, and you'd rather that than it, not. Absolutely, because I've been in a school where there was a suicide, and and that was, and I, it took about fifteen months that school to recover from mm, that suicide. Mm. Like you know, and that was dreadful. Mm. Um, so um, they will use these terms, you know, that um, you know, I'm going to kill myself, whatever it might be. But we have to then unravel that. We have to kind of mm, like look mm. deeper into that. When you look deeper into it, it's there's probably something 
that they've really blown out of proportion that yeah. could be sort of looked at. But well, men- a multitude men- of factors that just keep chipping away. Absolutely. Yeah. But mental health is something that you cannot quantify because mm. you could, if you had four people around the table and they said, well, we'll all suffer with mental health, each individual would have a different level of, of impact. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, if you saw someone coming down the road on crutches and plaster on their left leg, you have a rough yeah, idea yeah, what's wrong with them. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if someone is suicidal coming down the road, you would have no idea no, what's impacted no. upon that person. Yeah. And and as like practitioners, we cannot uh, be uh, we cannot afford to be subjective. And so, well, that's it. And again, there's no textbook kind of, this is what a person would act like and be like and look like. I don't know if you saw the the Norwich City video. I was about to say, that's what I was about to say. And it was a a video done for World Mental Health Day of these two Norwich supporters that go go to every game, sat next to each other. One was really quiet, really like, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm here. And the other one was all loud, brass, oh, mate, you all right? How you doing? And then it comes to some people show signs of suicide, some don't. And it was the person that was loud and brash and jokey that took his life. That's right. And, 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 and everyone, everyone, away. Because your your bias goes. Well, it's that quiet one. He's depressed. I'm expecting him. Like we know where this is going. That's who's going to take their own yep. life. And. It's so powerful, wasn't it? It was so, video. It's, it's, yeah. it's gone viral. I haven't, I haven't I'll, seen I'll that. Send it, I'll you, send you it to you. You could send me that link. It would be amazing. But yeah, like I was saying, there is no textbook. This is what a person will be acting and looking like no. mm-hmm. when they say they're suicidal or they don't say they're suicidal. That's yeah. not So really you've had to deal with a student that's actually been like that? Sort of. Yes, um, yes, I, I personally have and I know that my counsellors have as well. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, oh, it's, it's, um, what does the, that do to you? Like, okay. people, people, well, that's a good question. How do you switch off? Because we, we have to try. When I did my coaching way back, um, they were concerned about me because they said that you'll probably make an excellent coach, but also you're going to make an excellent sponge. And they were wondering how I would cope with the the, the onslaught. Yeah. Uh, and yes, it is exhausting <clears throat> when you're taking on board a lot of negatives and stuff. <clears throat> but what tends to happen is that when you kind of gain experience, um, the people you see tend to fall into kind of loose categories so it's a category in which you've you've been you recognise you, and you've yeah. worked with before, mm. so you know that this child is probably similar to maybe five others that you, you've seen yeah. in the past. And sometimes what we do is we bring those children together and we do like a group. We'll do a Lovely. group, a group right. on self harm, body dysmorphia, like whatever Lovely. it might be, those yeah. kind of things. So um, we, we will do group sessions because they're of a similar ilk. I'm not, I'm not saying they're the same, yeah. but no. they have a similar yeah. kind same tendencies. But as Counselors and, and the coach, we uh, have what are called supervision, and that's where you kind of like offload uh, what you've absorbed, yeah. and, and they, they talk yeah. you through that, and you and you kind of tend to offload the the, the stuff that is kind of that that you bring home. You know yeah. that you you yeah. know there, there was one lady in particular that I, I uh, do have a number, not spoken to her for a while, that left me wanting in terms of like training because. She had a most difficult uh, like uh, time, and and it was literally like I was learning on the job because right. of the complexities and the difficulties that she had. Yeah. But uh, she got to university, she Brilliant. graduated, and she sent me a WhatsApp saying, "If, I, if it hadn't been for you, I wouldn't ever be here." Amazing. Because 
she planned on leaving this earth when she was about 15 years of age like you know mm-hmm. and she she had it all sorted out what she was going to do like so know. as much as it's the most exhausting emotional it, yes, draining yeah. you know but it's also the most fulfilling some days we come home and we are exhausted with you feel like you've been wrung out yeah of course yeah you know? all this emotional baggage all yes this, you know, yeah. and how do you cope with that what are um, your coping mechanisms after okay. you've had a, it's a, a very simple, it's a simple, very simple one for me, and my wife will back this up. <laughs> is, is that when I before yeah, coming home, <laughs> I, I go to a coffee shop, I go to Costa, Starbucks, whatever, nice. and I have to put on headphones and I have a coffee in a cup that's going to uh, make leave my coffee like warm for a long period of time an and I have podcast. to reflect yes. <laughs> yeah I, I listen to podcasts yes but I listen to music and I, I have to reflect Brilliant. and sometimes so I'll make personal notes almost digesting the day but I won't yeah. go home until I've done that great so I could be at that coffee shop for maybe an hour and a half lovely before I go home because when I go home that's a different so, environment yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah. I have to kind of yes. somehow leave it. Yeah, yeah, I have to detach from what I've been plugged into, if you like. Yes, like for that day. Yeah. If you obviously you've had, you've dealt with so many different people, from kids to adults. You, you have you ever helped someone that you think's going the right way and helping, and then it's all of a sudden gone? And then is that a? Do you take that as a personal? defeat or do you take that personally that's really tricky um right um the answer to your first first part of your question is yes that you you kind of you get people to to a level uh we like whenever you're working with someone you use like a support and fade type mechanisms if you think of Mm. like um if you like a a kite okay you fly a kite and you've and you've got it within sight maybe 12 15 feet up you let more line out Okay, you let more line out, mm. and the clouds, it's in the clouds, and you can't see that kite, but it's flying free, but it's still attached. Yeah, it's just a nice... So, uh, yeah. so what happens, that, that's like you reduce... Like a weaning process. Yes, yeah. you, you reduce the <clears throat> sessions, okay? Yeah. And then you then that person tells you they're doing much better, that's... and you can see there's physical evidence they're doing yes. a lot better, but then you might get a contact maybe six months down the road. Things that maybe maybe one Sorry. thing, one yeah. intrinsic thing... Has flipped them. Domino effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that, and they've, they're, then they want maybe Start just a recheck. Yeah, yeah like yeah. you know. Mm. But as in terms of personal reflection, now that's interesting because um, yes, I, I sometimes do think of it that way. But when you provide support um, on, on this kind of level, you're with someone maybe once a week, twice a week, whatever it might be. And then you rely on that person to take from that buffet table the mm. items you've laid out for them. If they choose to skip some of those items, there's nothing you can do about like that. You can leave a horse to water, but you can't make yeah, it through. Absolutely, can't physically do it that, for them. Exactly, yeah. and often both myself, my my counselors uh, in, in uh, mentoring and coaching adults, children, they want to talk about the issue, and you provide them with a solution, but they still want to then continue talking about that issue. So. Is that, is, that, is that because they're not maybe ready to deal with it? Or that, you know, it's why do you think that is? Because you're right, sometimes you can advise people, provide the support, provide the strategies, and they still might not choose. Do you think it's a choice in terms of not being ready to make that step? Cause, or is it a willing to? Because it's hard work. Mental health is hard work. That person it? has to be ready to kind of make that move. You've got the right man sitting next to me now because... Like Matt's son was his initial motivation, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then the the, the, the remaining ninety five percent was personal discipline Absolutely. in order to to achieve what what Matt achieved, yeah. Yeah. and that's where that you have to kind of get 
try to educate young people to a point where they have enough uh, information to make an informed choice. Maybe I do need to maybe not vape so much. Maybe I don't need to maybe yeah. smoke marijuana so much because I can see that this is actually causing me some paranoia and stuff. Yeah. So they have to see to get to a point of actually seeing that, you know, that that to make sure, yes that's you right. do so much can't you yeah. exactly yeah. like you know and we all know Matt's story like you know and you know without going into it you made many many conscious decisions to arrive where you are today yeah. and and I believe probably that the starting point was Harrison wasn't it yeah, yeah, your, your, your son so um so you have to find that point, that that kind of like that motive as yeah, well. Yeah, that, that turning point for that yeah. child, the adult, yeah. to to want to kind of like you know, yeah. to change. I think you have to have like that, not an out of body experience, but you have to look at it from a third per- third person kind of view. I think you have to be able to see how destructive how that behavior is. And I did with with my addiction. Yes, like there were many lots of different things. Like maybe the turning point should have been getting kicked out of rehab. My, from a lot of people might, would have gone, huh, that's probably, probably stop. Okay. But for me, that wasn't that it, point. Was, it wasn't yeah. that point. It was a factor. Looking back, yeah. I'm going, yeah, probably getting kicked out of rehab for you. Whatever their, whatever their addiction or their struggle, and if you get that kind of being able to step back just a couple of steps and go, yeah, okay, that needs to change. Yes. I think you get to, and like, like you said, like you did it. Harrison might have been. Well, you both did it. You both did it, didn't yeah. you? So yeah. he might have been the fuel for the fire, but we all know fire needs three things. It doesn't need just one thing. No. Of course. Can I ask, as the yes, psychologist about this, did you ever struggle with mental health in any point of your life? Um, yes. Yeah. I was thinking, can it come from a passionate place? Or and I, that's kind of like a, a wound that still is kind <laughs> of like uh, there, and um, basically, as it always will be. Of, of course. Yeah. Um, I tragically lost my father at 14 years of age and um, uh, my mother, I said, I said goodnight to my father and um, this was you know, over 50 years ago now and uh, I said goodnight to my father and I woke up to my mother crying and, and she said my father had died, he was ill and died in less than 20 minutes, it was a coronary thrombosis, he just died of a sudden heart wow. attack, he was 52, mild wow. smoker, not overweight but he was just, he was just taken. And my mother went into a deep depression for about 18, 20 weeks. She didn't dress. She didn't eat. Uh, my father was, was decorating the house. Um, I lost about 18 weeks of school. I had to learn how to pay bills. I you didn't know where money was at 14 yes. years of age. Because yeah. my mother wanted to be with her husband. Yeah. Um, and um, I was like, um, I just had to literally grow up, as you yeah. say, like, you yeah. know. And there was no one at school for me. There was no one for no me to speak about. No at all. No, no, yeah. not at all. And I would return to school and I feel that I'm still dealing with that today because um, it's, it's like a wound that never really heals and, and it only takes something to kind of open that up. Really? Like, you know, so that did impact on me hugely. But I use that now, yeah. especially if I'm sat before a child that has lost a mother or a, yeah. or a, a parent, like, you know, a mother or a father. Well, you can definitely relate. You know, and do you share and I do. your story? Absolutely. Brilliant. Absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah. it makes it real. Yes. And, yeah. and, they, and they think, well... Like, if this happens to you, like, you know, then I can understand. Totally. Yeah, yeah, so they yeah, can... There was no support. Pre- I, when I lost my dad, I was 11. Yeah. Yes, um, I remember you telling me. And yeah. I remember just going to school and there was no Nothing. support there. No one was interested. Business just get on with you, what you're doing. Business as usual, which is and crazy. And it was it? massively impacted me. Um, and it's still love. I was only speaking to it about... To Jen the other day, I was talking It's about, a raw wound, yeah. you know, that kind of mar- marginally heals over. And I, th- I think it doesn't matter. For, like... My both my parents are like, I'm lucky that I've still got my parents, but 
their parents had passed away. And like my my granddad had cancer and he died and he was ill for a while. And my mum's like, my mum isn't over it. I don't think no. she ever will be over no. it because You've I think to deal with it exactly. And I yeah. think the longer you have your parents as well, like yes. it's that bond, like a parent child bond. You don't, of course. You'll ne- I don't think you'll ever repair no, no. from that or losing a child. But as a child, you're so with both of your stories as well because you had to grow up and take care of the family household, but also felt rejected and neglected from obviously mum's love because yeah, of yeah. yeah, of course. And that's such a an ordeal for a child to deal mm-hmm. with. What a yeah, yeah. It was the thanks and to it's my. So common. Of course, it was yeah. thanks to my neighbours that were able to help me, oh. and the doctor that kind of really he had a real go at my mother. Basically, I was there and I was shocked how he spoke to her. Like wow. he said, "You've got a fourteen-year-old boy here." They like were old that. school doctors. That they told exactly yeah. how he was exactly. there. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and he said that you've got to you know snap out of this, like you know. But I was oh. fortunate to have my mother until um, uh, March of uh, two thousand twenty-two. Uh, sorry, March to two thousand twenty-one. And she was 98 years of age, my mother, when she died, like, wow. you know. But when she died, that resurrected all of my feelings. father's oh, feelings. Yeah. And I felt I'd lost both parents again. I was oh, mourning both parents, which was, right. that was a really... Well, sort of, you, know, you didn't really have time to mourn your dad because no. you were you had to look yeah. after your mum. Exactly, yeah. yeah. She wouldn't eat, she wouldn't get dressed. Do you, th- do you think that is a reason why... I know all these wounds won't heal, but do you reckon that's why it is a very sore wound still because you didn't go through a grieving process possibly yes um i'm not in um i'm not entirely sure if like one gets over a passing of, 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 of a love of a loved one yeah. it's something as you said earlier on you kind of like you learn to deal with on a daily basis mm. like you know um you know matt you know, could also say about his father it, mm. it's that the love of that person will always remain mm. you know you never forget that they're not around because uh, they're not because no. the fact they're not here is that biggest reminder that, that they're not That's here it. like you know so you never forget that I, like, forgot you know. who, I forgot who said it it's one of the guys that played Spider-Man I can't remember which one <laughs> but his mum died and every time he talks about his mum he cries and he's like like it's fine to that cry. would be easy for me to do He's, yes he said he yeah, said though yeah. all the times i cry is just showing the love i never got to show her yes yeah, yeah. Morning, different yeah. Ways. And yeah. I think, of course yeah and i think yeah like, i know people that have lost people go yeah it's cool right let's let's crack on with life day, and other people yes it. it's not it's not a week <laughs> to show you know emotions no. i i'll my hands up the other night i was at home and just all of a sudden got all emotional i started thinking about my brother I lost in 2020 mm, during COVID. My dad last year, Martin from Steadlad, sorry, last year. Um, obviously, there was my dad and then my nan. I've lost so many people in a yes. short space of time. I was a little bit of an emotional wreck at home the other day. Yeah. And yeah. Jen, my wife's like my rock and she was there. There's nothing wrong with that. No. Because that's the release of emotion, like pent-up emotion. And it, what it does, it like lets a little bit of air out of the balloon, <laughs> which yeah. allows it for you to put more in. Otherwise, yeah. that balloon just goes bang. Yes. Like, I've, I've told a lot of people, like people, you get through that. Oh, you need to talk to someone. You don't need to, like, yes, open it up. If you if you feel, if that's going to help you, talking to someone. But even if, like, I, I'll have days where I'll just either play my guitar or listen to songs. I know, I can guarantee, I play them purposely so I'll cry because I know the songs that will make you cry. Okay, you want to draw the emotion out. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I'll sit there and I'll have a little weep and a little like pathetic moment on, in the corner on my own. Yeah. 
But if, like you say, it's that release of that of the balloon, just enough, just to it's healthy to do that. It's healthy to do that. It's not all about like having to open up and talk to people. As long as you're kind of releasing emotion somehow. As long as, uh, yeah, exactly. As long as someone finds a a, a, like um, a a, a method of releasing that emotion, because we do encourage people to talk Mm. because all the time. Mm. Now that's what this is here in mental health. Like you know, it's. we we say to you know the, the students if you don't kind of maybe trust us, find a teacher, find a parent, find a cousin, someone. a friend, find someone that you can sit and share. Otherwise, that you become even more isolated. Yeah. Like you know, and that's when the pressure starts to build. Well, that's I, it, well, I think yeah. as well though. I think you can probably attest. Sometimes you you don't have to you don't have to come with answers to people. You no. just have oh, to no. be there. No, just. And, well, and and I've, been, yes. I've been told that by my wife. Like she comes in and goes, "I've got this, this, and this." But as a man, we naturally we it's, you it's, want a problem. It's a natural. Solve. We want to solve those problems. Okay, this, this, and this. Who have I got going hurt? Who have I got to go and beat up? What have I got to do yeah. to fix it? And yes. she'll go, "I don't want you to fix it. Just shut up. Just listen." Exactly. Yeah. 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 So mm. and obviously that's the kind of same with you. Do you have to kind of fight your kind of genetic like male role as fixer and problem solver to just go i'm just going to sit there and listen we we often do that we are you know that's what we do we listen we listen yeah yeah that's what that's what i said earlier on you you absorb all this stuff like you know and it's just giving that someone like that little bit of attention well let's go and have a chat so you take them to one side then they feel then You've given them something. You've you've cared enough to give them time yeah. to listen Which to them. Which is so lacking often. In, oh my goodness! Like, yes, the school sometimes, sometimes their yes, family yes. they don't get that one-on-one time. That is no. an absolute luxury, isn't it? Well, absolutely, school. yes. Yeah. And depends on the uh, parental indoctrines that that they they are subject to. Mm. But often there will get boys that say, you know, my father just gives me a clip around the ear and say, yes. get off of it. Like you know, it's very people don't cry. Still, much, exactly, grow much, up that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. And that's really difficult because you can see that that boy. He's not of the maybe the same ilk as his father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you listen, how he describes his father, he's a he's a man's man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you know, um, old so, school. But, but that's uh, the thing, though. Uh, that you, you get a lot. Of, it's a lot of older generations, especially men, that are like, "Well, oh, yeah, like, I'll just get on with it." Like, yeah, but that's why you're so messed up mm-hmm. because because you haven't spoken about it because you think you're Billy Big Nuts that can just take on the world. Exactly. If you'd yeah. have just spoken a little bit, like, and that's and you. Unfortunately, it's the world we live in now. We got the younger generation. Oh, younger generation. They're so soft. No, they're just in tune with their emotions, and they can get on with life. And if you look at that mentality, look what happens. Like you said, when the pressure builds up, you know, it's just caused this havoc between the family. You know, relationships. Absolutely. Yes. yes. I think it's a big factor as why so many men are struggling, and why the biggest killer of men under fifty is suicide because it's. It's been you've been indoctrinated for set generations yes. of men don't talk about this stuff. Just get mm. on with it. Yes. Like, how, how are we going to get on this if, mm. if you're going to keep crying about stuff? Unfortunately, mm. thing is, men don't want to be judged by another man mm. to be seen to be weak or we soft. Yeah. Yeah. Alpha, yeah. beta. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's rubbish to be honest. It, it, yeah. is, it is. A, exactly. I'd rather be known as a, a wimpy bloke that can talk about his feelings. But I would than, argue that actually the men that can talk. Honestly, about their feelings. It takes strength to do that. Absolutely, it takes strength it's to do that. It's often the bravado man yeah. that's hiding that. Weakness. For a man to put his hand, you know, his head into his hands and shed tears and say, 
I need help. That yeah. takes horrendous strength. I mean, amazing strength. And I, and I th but I think that's half the battle. You need, you do need someone of some strength. Not everyone does have someone to be able to support them. No. But they having that shoulder to cry on. Mm -hmm. And like you said, in the school system, if they're getting that from their father, then where they, if they're not getting it from their peers, that's for mm -hmm. sure, not in secondary school. No, because no, no. it's like, it's you almost like- You sit in like the playground crying, the you're pack, gonna get bullied. Isn't it in secondary mm. school? It's yeah. like, who's the leader of the pack? Where yes. do I fit in? Where do I, but it's, it's, it's crazy pressure. Everyone wants to make themselves popular, don't they? Oh, be the popular yeah. kid. And mm -hmm. Absolutely. Media, and the amount of times, like, we've all seen people, what people, what kids are willing to do to become popular. Yes. It's crazy. And not be singled out at the detriment of their health. Well, you must Absolutely. actually see, becoming more and more unfortunately common is County Lions game so again another and not just in school outside where mm -hmm. they're that peer pressure to do things to fit in and they, they're trapped in that system that's so that, absolutely. that you must see that's how that's actually very difficult how would you deal with that because it's, it's not school it's outside school that's right yes that's tricky yeah it's about kind of like all you can do is kind of educate that young person to kind of allow them to maybe reflect upon their decisions because they are they are where they are because of their errors in judgment. So you kind of point out the errors in judgment and allow them to have sufficient knowledge so they can make an informed choice about mm, that. Yeah. But for a child that's involved with county lines, it's a little bit difficult just to kind of say, you know what, I'm not going to do really? this anymore. For people that don't like, know, you know, if they're not aware, you know. county lines, it's like sort of gangs that were just there. Yeah, like, I don't know how you describe it. They give jobs depending on the hierarchy of the gangs and often illegal activity etc um, yeah just yeah but that's becoming more and more common isn't it it is yes uh, and it's often dangerous because if they're in a gang they can't just leave because then there's consequences mm -hmm. and it's, it's just awful usually the consequences their life uh, or and it well actually it's, it's never their own life it's someone of their loved ones it's always threatened that, that's with that violence and that's that's where i got it like not being at school like being being a drug addict you're threatened with all sorts from your house being petrol Be bombed to your family being targeted. Mm -hmm. Like it's if you don't meet your if you if, if you you're in debt to them all, yeah, yeah, right. to them okay. or you don't do what they tell you. Like I had dealers like phoning after two o'clock in the morning. They're oh you want drugs? Yeah. Okay. Well, I need you to drive me in. I need you to go and help me drive, do this, do this. And if you say no, I actually no, I don't want the drugs. No, you've I don't care now. I want you to do it. Mm -hmm. You can't tell no because they'll okay. You you'll get threatened. You won't get threatened, but your family will. You'll okay. be like, I'm going to do, do your mum and dad. Going to do your family. Right. And it's like we'll, we'll leave your face alone, but we'll batter the hell out of your body so no one can really see, and they can't really okay. face it back. And and I was a grown adult, and I was shit scared. So you just think, what a, what a 13, 14 year old boy that's what, running a bit of weed for a drug dealer. Yes, of course. All of a sudden goes. Well, you're doing this, this, and this, and you're thousand pounds of debt, and the kid can't get out of it. Uh, exactly, mm. exactly. Mm. Um, really tricky. And how do you how do you deal with that? Like, <laughs> it's, it, it, it's so difficult. That's when you maybe have to rely upon uh, like outside fraternities to help, because obviously there yeah. are there are people that deal with this, like yeah. you know the county lines, yeah. especially. I believe the police force has like mm. uh, dedicated yeah. teams, yeah. Yeah. especially yeah. to, to deal with this. Mm. But it's just like at the time that that child is kind of like hung up on the fact that they've got new trainers and new, new Apple, Apple phone that. or whatever it might be. Because they've got too much money yeah, at that and, age. And they like to flash the new phone around that's because it. if you haven't got the latest iPhone or whatever, you get bullied because and you realise that's, like, that's it's an iPhone. And that's grooming yeah. comes in, isn't it? Because yeah. then those gangs, they're literally like, oh, you want those new trainers? And, and that's it. Mm. Yeah, that's And then Absolutely. you've got to try and intervene early. That's, that, that's the, yeah, that must be tricky to deal with. And those things are taken from you. Like, mm. uh, I've heard mm. of like, of... Um, 
someone being taken somewhere where their trainers were like uh, taken off and slashed and they looked clover and they were, they was all ripped up. I think that they'd purchased the foam and smashed before them, and they, but they're still in debt for those items, but they were yeah. all taken and smashed before them. Yeah. They've gone on with that life. There's so, yeah, so many different psychological tricks oh. and, yeah, like... Yeah, it is. It must be scary. Like, like I said, like I was a grown adult, and I was You're still coerced to do. Things. Yeah, I was yes. coerced. Yeah, and the thing is, I was prayed wrong because of my addiction. And That's drug, it. The drug dealers love yeah. that. Oh, what an addict! You'll yeah, do anything of for it. Yeah, so you're driven by that, aren't you? You're yeah. driven by that. That's it. And that's the thing. And unfortunately, kids nowadays they're. They're attractive. Might not be a drug addiction, but it's, it's a new trainers. It's a fashion. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. It's to be able to flash new on phone. on social media. I've got a new brand, new phone, yeah. new watch, new trainers. Because then you're wearing the same as your friends, and then that that you know, and the parents feel that pressure to them. Mm-hmm. It's just a it spirals, doesn't it? It's a vicious circle, yeah, for sure. Is, like, yeah, very difficult. Um, any other questions, guys? Um, what would you say to maybe? Hmm, it's hard because, yeah, what would you say maybe to either young people listening or potentially maybe parents that may be listening that either might be concerned or, yeah, have you got any advice, any top tips that you'd like to leave us with? Obviously, what you do is just incredible. Okay, I think thank it's you. Just phenomenal. <clears throat> thank you. Well needed. But, yeah, any tips, any last words of wisdom? It's kind of like, I guess, for, for parents is just to be maybe aware of maybe – um, their son or daughter's change in behaviour because um, the decline of mental health in, in, in someone is a very slow process and it isn't as, as noticeable as like going and get a haircut or something. It's just, it just doesn't stand out like mm. that. And it takes uh, like, uh, it's over time. Yeah, not it's a like, effect. No, it's, no, it's like having yeah. a beautiful garden and then the grass growing and the weeds taking that garden over time. You don't always remember what, what, the, what the garden yeah. looked like originally. So, and often we hear of, um, on the referrals, it says, you know, that uh, parents say, my son comes home and screams into the pillow, or um, he will smash up his room or whatever. We don't know why. So it's just looking for signs in what that they would see as a decline in, in their son or daughter's kind of like um, um, well-being, yeah. well-being yeah. and highlight to the school in which they, they attend. Because if it's highlighted to the school, then they have access to other resources in which that, that could assist them. It's kind of like better to do that than maybe to have a subjective view about it. Oh, it's just... Tommy being Tommy, he's, he's always screams into the pillow, but there might be a reason why he does that. That's it. And yeah. sometimes that needs just yeah, looking at He, just, he just needs someone to chat yeah. to about why he does that. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you feel the need to scream yeah. to pillow when you come home from uh, from school, yeah. etc. cetera? Yeah, agree. Like, and hopefully know. we see the Michael Barbara Trust grow. And like you said, you're well, it's, it's, trying to grow more. Yeah. Practitioners giving sort of that more tailored support rather than waiting that's i know that's down the line <laughs> i know that's that might that's, that's michael's dream like you know yeah, so really. you know that is to go further into, into a lot more schools and stuff like mm-hmm. you know provide that very bespoke on-site help you know like support yeah, well, we're going to run the charity match again next year yes so uh, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's going to be a manager this year yeah. so you can cope with 10 minutes on field yeah I'll, I'll, yeah i'll just be the manager yeah. <laughs> it was a hot day though wasn't it but that was it was, it was a, a very hot day yeah. 
Well, you play on front end. You can play. Uh, yeah. You're go. going to run it over night time, mate. You'll leave it right night time out. Some flat, flood lit. Okay. Yeah. So we'll get that going. But yeah, it's been great having you on. Yeah. It's been amazing. I feel very privileged you've asked me on. Thank you. Thank you for coming. No, you're very welcome. Thank you very much indeed. And if people want to find you, where could they find you online? Right. That 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 is the difficulty. Because because at the moment that I have I. Well, not not me personally. He's uh, that um, um, I guess probably maybe to contact yourselves, uh, and then obviously Matt yeah, or Ed could yeah. yeah because yeah. at the moment that um, uh, along with other trustees we're looking at uh, doing a web page and, and stuff for the because yeah. uh, yeah. Michael Barnard originally just wanted to is a low profile like yeah the, and, the work's more important than the, the absolutely yeah because the face, if you like. because yeah. um, uh, because he set this up himself he, he's not a charity that that draws all um, a lot of uh, funding and stuff he funds it himself which is amazing yeah so uh, obviously but, the money but, goes directly but I've seen the money yeah, yeah I've seen the money yeah. that's coming out like yeah. you know so yeah. I've tried to make it my, my kind of goal to to put Super. to turn, turn it around and send some money back to, yeah. into the trust well I like that we could promote that yeah. 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 So yeah, if you guys want to reach out yeah. Contact Matt, Ed, yeah, yourself, yeah, whatever, like, sure. you know, how you. Uh, the, yeah, the, uh, yeah. And then yeah. obviously that, you can just, well, you've all got yeah. contacts from me, yeah, haven't you? Yeah, so. Throw yeah. your number left, right, and centre. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, any, any phone box, it'll be in there. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Do I get phone boxes now, do we? That's showing my age now. I'm talking about the red ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, thank you. Cheers. My pleasure, my absolute pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you.